Welcome to the On Point Podcast, a channel dedicated to helping you be the best hunter you can be. On Point is designed to help motivate and inspire you to get more out of yourself and your gear during your next hunt. If you're looking for information that will directly impact your success and help inspire you to go on new adventures, whether you're hunting with a bow or a rifle, On Point is the channel for you. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 3. This uh, episode is going to be brought to you by Onyx Maps and I think next episode I'm going to draw for the next winner of the uh, single state membership for the Onyx Maps. And if you guys haven't heard, I've said it in every episode so far, I use them literally every single day. And I've had to really rely on them because I'm not seeing bears in my regular hunting spots. So I'm venturing out, learning new areas and this has exponentially sped up my learning curve for new areas, not taking dead end roads, just knowing exactly where the units are at. Um, I found my first Roosevelt shed <laughs> because I was using Onyx maps. I, I knew there was a unit past these blowdowns that were that were covering a, a road. Walked in a couple hundred yards, and there was a Roosevelt uh, shed literally right in the middle of the road. So no one else had known that there was a unit back there or wanted to walk in that couple of hundred yards. And uh, it just turned up to be a great little spot that I will be back. I will be hunting that spot. And that is 110% due to having Onyx Maps on the go and knowing exactly where each road went to be before I've even been there. So huge benefits to using them. Saves you tons of gas money. Saves you a ton of time. Speeds up that learning curve. And uh, you know where you're hunting, whose land you're on. And it that's absolutely vital over here in Oregon. I'll tell you that right now, especially Western Oregon. But... Uh, they have provided a membership for a single state and guys, your chances are really good at winning. I think there's only been like five people that have entered in the giveaway by leaving me uh, a review with a comment. And I'm telling you right now, your chances are super good. There'll probably be less than 10 by the time I actually draw the name out of the hat. Uh, for the next winner. So do yourself a favor, do the podcast a favor, uh, leave me a, hopefully a five-star review. If you think I've earned it, be sure to leave me a comment because you will not get entered if you don't leave me a comment because I won't see who did it. So hopefully you guys can do that. It's really quick, really easy. Just go onto iTunes, look at the podcast. It'll take you literally a minute and you'll be done and you'll be entered. So, uh, but this podcast is about pack goats and Wayne Sherrard is back on the show. While I had him uh, for the Blacktail episode, I took advantage of the time. We also did another episode on pack goats, which he's very passionate about and uh, puts up a a great fight for why you should use pack goats instead of other animals and uh, really has my attention. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you're interested in learning more, uh, you can get a hold of Wayne. He is very reachable. The contact information is at the end of the episode. And uh, I, I really hope you guys learn something out of this because I know I am definitely more interested in, in using pack goats in the future than I was before. So uh, I'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening. Bye. Okay, and we're live. So now I'm with uh, Wayne Sherrard again. He was on the podcast previously talking about uh, blacktails, blacktail strategies, and uh, he's got some other stuff going on about pack goats. Yep. And uh, he's the goat man, uh, the, the yeah. blacktail <laughs> and the goats. 
So tell me what what's going on with you and your goats? Because you have um, you have I've been over to your house a few times, and these goats aren't goats. They're I'm, I'm, they're like trained dogs, man. Like they don't like you tell them where to go. You they well, you put them in their stall. They they all sit where they're supposed to go or whatever. You I mean, <laughs> know, um, it's crazy. Yeah, they goats are very special critters, and I don't think a lot of people really. Uh, understand man even people that know them probably don't understand the depths of how intelligent they are and um how fun they can be uh, so yeah they're I'd, I'd say that they're just as sharp as you know a dog with any kind of brains yeah <laughs> i mean you know they really are only the thing is is i don't think i've ever had one that was really dumb they all seem to kind of get it uh, they're pretty food driven, so when you saw them go into the you know stall and they go stand in front of their food dish, that's not really that hard to train them. Oh, okay. I, I can teach them that in about two days. <laughs> I mean, they want to eat, so I'll be darned. So, what made you get into the goats? Well, you know, it's funny because years ago, I'm kind of into reading books and sometimes off the wall type books, maybe, and um. You know, one of the things I noticed when I was in the military and I was traveling all over the world was that there wasn't a country that I went to. There, was, there, there wasn't a place on the planet that didn't have goats. Everybody hmm. had them. You know, every, somebody had them everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Which was I thought was interesting. And I just always thought they were kind of an interesting critter, and I never really was uh, around them much. But I ran across a book called... Um, the I can't remember the exact name, but I think it was called The Pack Goat. And it was by John Myazinski. Hmm. And it's still in print. You can still get them. But I read that thing, and it kind of opened up my mind to goats. And it, it was just, I was kind of blown away. People really use them for pack animals? they got to mm-hmm. be out of their minds. So how I got into them was we initially got a couple of goats because you know you've been out to the place it definitely you know a few years ago didn't look like it does now i mean we were overrun with briars Mm -hmm. um i'm kind of a little bit environmentalist because i don't like to use sprays and even more i don't like to run a weed eater to try and control briars because you know what that's like it's it's an ongoing task that you never win it's almost futile yeah it really is yeah so we got a couple of goats from a local breeder here in Roseburg, and um, I never thought about the pack goat thing at the time. And, um, you know, we put them out there, and they really did. You know, we had to help them a little bit, throw some branches on some of the tall briars. But they, I mean, mm-hmm. you see it now. You walked out there. It's a field. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like a pasture. It, yeah, it is. It's pasture. Yeah. And so they've really helped. And since then, you know. I know I no longer own Roundup or Crossbow or I mean I still have a Crossbow's weed eater. Hardcore, but I only have to use a weed eater in the front yard, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, um, you know I'm set up pretty good to have them, mm-hmm. and um, so it's worked out really well. Well, after I got them, I just I was blown away and amazed at how tame you can get them and how they can just you know they really become your buddy and. So I went back to that book and I actually found, I went to uh, Barnes and Noble. Jen went to Barnes and Noble. So <laughs> okay. I went and I, I thought, you know, I'm going to see if I can find that book. Well, it wasn't there, but there were some other books there. And so I grabbed them up and I took them home and I read more. 
And then I started doing a little bit more research and, um, you know, it's not, a, it's not really a new thing. It's probably been around 30, 35 years. Well, heck, it could have been around longer than that. The, pa- other the pack goat game? U- using pack goats. Okay. Yeah. So I just started to get more involved with it and decided, you know, I'm not getting any younger. This is a great idea. Hmm. They, um, they're the cheapest pack animal out there on the planet, number one. Mm-hmm. I mean... If you've ever owned a horse, and I haven't, but I know plenty of people that do, they're a money pit. Yes. You know, they're going to suck you dry of feed and tack, and um, if you're not working them or using them or doing something with them, what's the point? Mm -hmm. Because you're just kind of throwing your money away. Right. Um, These goats, you know, I, I will admit that I probably spend more money on them than I need to for um, um, supplemental feed, but virtually goats are the only animal known on the planet that can adjust their metabolism. So I wouldn't even have to supplemental feed. I could just literally kick them out there and let them feed on that. And they will adjust their metabolism to be able to survive on just what they have. Seriously. Once I found that out, it set on the light bulb and made me realize why goats are worldwide. Well, you wouldn't have to bring feed in there to, hunt with them or anything no. like they're going to eat whatever they're going to eat whatever um huh. they're actually a camelid so they're the only other animal that's close to a camel in retaining water really um, yeah I, it's weird there'll huh. be times where my goats will suck water like crazy <laughs> but then they won't even touch that stuff i mean it's 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 weird they're just you know they know what they need when they need it that's interesting um, so they're kind of self-sufficient that way um, I don't think people really know what all a goat can tell, but, you know, I've read studies where they can actually tell just by the scent of foliage how much nutrition they can actually get out of that. Seriously. So they'll pass yeah. it up if it's not prime ripe for the taking because they really? know they're not going to get the value nutritionally out of it, so they'll go find something else. Huh. And And I know it's true. Because I watch them in certain times of year, they're hitting on this, and then they'll be on that, and then they just kind of go around, and they're always changing. Hmm. Um, they're the only pack animal that you don't have to lead, which was another huge thing for me. Um, what do you mean by that? Well, you don't have to have them on a lead rope. You know, you're, if, if you have llamas or mules or horses, most people have them tethered. Or, you know, they don't oh, just follow okay. along. If they're not riding that critter, it's tethered to the, to one that they are riding. Okay. Yeah, you know? yeah. Okay. Um, I, I do put collar. Uh, my goats are leash trained. I can walk them on a leash. But uh, when we're out there, <laughs> really? they're not on leashes. Um, they're and just I don't, following you around the they woods? They follow me everywhere I go. Really? I mean, they. most of mine are dam raised. I mean, you've met Shrek. Yeah. Okay, now Shrek is my bottle baby. He's my <laughs> bottle kid, the only one I have. Uh-huh. And he's he's a very special goat. He really is. You can tell that. He's he just he mm-hmm. wants to be with you mm-hmm. all the time. Which is fine and it's it's great. Um, but it becomes kind of a nuisance sometimes because he's always right in your butt, you know. And um the other ones are dam raised, which means they they uh were raised off their mother. Okay. And um they will kind of, you know, they'll kind of venture out a little bit, but if they can't see you, that's too far. Really? And they come right back. So generally what I've noticed is <clears throat> if I keep the pace, 
mm-hmm. if I keep going and, and basically force them to keep up, they will follow in a line behind me just like a, a mule train. They'll just follow right on along. And then when you get into the bigger timber where you're slowing down, maybe we're shed hunting or something and you're kind of looking, then they'll kind of spread out and do their little thing, but they don't go very far. Um, and generally if we're shed hunting, we have the dogs with us too, and they make sure they don't get, <laughs> they don't get too far. So how do you gather them up when you're, when it's time to gather them up? Say you're like digging around for sheds and, and, uh, you got goats in a 20 yard proximity of you. Can you like whistle and or anything like that or you most of my goats know their names and really? some of them will co- come okay. some of them um they don't i mean again they're very food driven so a peanut will sucker <laughs> them right in but really? generally if i want to gather them up i just start walking okay and they'll they'll all catch up to you and then when they do i'll turn around grab them and leash them up and sometimes that can be a rodeo if they don't want to be caught mm-hmm. you know um Usually it's not a problem, but sometimes they don't, you know, they're not ready to go. They want to go eat on something, so they don't want to be caught. But um, at home, it's way easier because all I have to do is walk up to the gate and they're they're like, either we're eating or we're going somewhere and (laughs) we want to do it. So that makes it pretty simple. Um, So why are all your goats except Shrek dam raised? Because he's kind of a nuisance. Okay. A little bit. And it's not it, what, because one's better than the other or no. Um, you know, and if you start studying pack goats and really getting involved, you'll find that, um, the vast majority of people want bottle babies because the bottle babies form a tighter human bond. Okay. Okay. Um, theoretically, that's what they say. What I've noticed is most of the people that raise bottle babies, um, there are some pack goat breeders. They'll, um, that the kid will be born, he'll stay on the mom for the first two or three days or some important colostrum and stuff that they get from the mother that they have to have, mm-hmm. and then they pull them away. And they sell them as bottle babies. And your mind thinks, wow, they go out there and they, they bottle feed this kid and that'd be so much fun. That's not really what they do. They have these um, like five-gallon buckets with a bunch of nipples on them, mm-hmm. and they fill that up with milk. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be like six or seven goats feeding off of it. So there's no interaction with humans. <laughs> Not really. It's like a bucket. I mean, which puzzles me because the the interaction is is that they know that you're going to dump the milk in the bucket. Okay. So they look to you as food for food, right? Mm-hmm. So I just how do how do I? My thought was how do I um, duplicate that without bottle raising. Right. So if I get a dam raised kid, it's only been fed from his mom. And a lot of these, a lot of the goats that I have, not all of them, but a lot of them, they really didn't have, you know, I'm sure they went out there and petted them a couple times a day, but that's about it. Hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's how I came up with the idea to feed them in the stall. The way I do, everybody's got their slot. Everybody gets tied down. Um, it, it does two things. First off, they get used to being tied up. They know they're going to get off, mm-hmm. so they don't fight it. You know, they just stand there. Um, they know you're going to feed them. And during that, it takes them maybe 20 minutes or every night to eat or something. But during that time, I'm out there with them. And I spend mm-hmm. time with each one of them. And I make sure they I say their name and I touch them and I touch them and play. If they don't like being touched somewhere, I'm molesting them, touching them there <laughs> to get them used to it. Okay. Because eventually they'll just learn to trust you. And one thing I've found with goats is um, 
uh, if you're one of those guys that gets mad easy at things and they're, they're not for you, you can't, you can't freak out when they don't do what you want. Um, they don't take, they don't take you, um, hitting them really? or yelling at them. I mean, I yell at my goats, I guess, <laughs> but when I yell at them, it's more like, Hey, knock it off. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like. I don't flip out and throw the goat across because you've just whatever you've gained and I don't care how many years you've had them. You've just lost it all. Really? You got to start anew. They're that smart. And they don't want anything to do with you if you're going to be mean to them, Hmm. you know? So, um, I'm not, I've, I've really learned a lot. They've taught me to be patient. Um, they've, they've pissed me off. (laughs) I mean, they have, so you just kind of got to bite it and, and, and stay calm. You know, when I first had them, I had these two Sonnen girls. They were twin girls, mm-hmm. and um, they were does, and I, I don't know why I got them. Um, I no longer have them now, but um, they were pretty wild. You couldn't touch them. Mm-hmm. You just, when we went and picked them up, this, uh, the girl that raised them, they, they had like 130 acres, and so I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be like anything else. You go there, she'll have them ready for us, and we'll get them, and it'll be fun. <laughs> And she's like, well, we got to go find them. And I'm like, you got to go find them. She's like, yeah, they're out here somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so we get down there and she starts to calling and whistling. And man, there must have been 70 freaking goats in this herd. They all come up out of the pucker brush. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) And she goes, oh, don't worry. I painted them so I know which ones they are. (laughs) And she would wade through the middle of these goats. And she'd walk up all nonchalant behind them and then reach out and grab them by the back leg. And that's really? how she caught them. Really? Yeah. And so <laughs> we load them up in this dog kennel. We get them home. They're freaked out. You can tell they have not had. The only human involvement those goats had had was having their horns disbudded, which is painful, hmm. right? Because they burn them off. Oh, really? Yeah. When they're little, like a couple of days, as soon as they start seeing the horns come up, they, yeah. they use a burning tool and burn it. And that just keeps them from growing? It or? keeps them from growing. Weird. So huh. that, and then they got tattoos in their ears, and now we have them. And so, what do you think? They're thinking they're, they're going to get thinking, hurt. They're thinking, screw these people. Yeah. So it took a lot. It took over a year to get to where you could just, or they just walk up to you after that. You know, I mean, huh. you saw it. They, 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 yeah. They, I mean, they're just friendly. I mean, I was a stranger, but, and they all came up and wanted to be petted. And, yep. But I know. learned the hard way because, and they were great teachers. Um. I walk my goats. I I take them. I put them up every night because obviously in Oregon we have a pretty good cat density, and there's no yeah. reason for me to be working this hard on these goats and just get them whacked in the field. So we put them up at night to where they're safe, and I walk them, you know, to and from different pastures there. Mm-hmm. Um, when they were little, man, they'd just take off across the yard, and I'd be out there trying to catch them. And the harder you try, the faster they are. And, and I don't care who you are. You're not good enough to catch them if you don't, if they don't want you to, I would rope them. And that just set me back. And I finally figured out that, you know, if I just don't pay them much attention, like when they want to get skittish and just stay calm, um, it's amazing the response you get out of that goat. Hmm. And, and it's worked and it's helped me in the future with the other ones. Dubs, my big white one, that thing he would come unglued if you you got near his head or anything didn't like being touched and now you can't even hardly back him off you like he's he's kind of a nuisance sometimes mm-hmm. um 
he's the biggest goat I, I have and and he's a great solid pack goat definitely not the most athletic one I have but he is gonna be um he's gonna be one of the one of the better ones him and Shrek uh, Shrek is definitely not athletic but he's he will go all day long hmm. I mean you you're not out walking him so He's got a lot of personality. Too. He does. Yeah. Tons of personality. So is there certain goats that you would say would be better than other like species? Yeah. Um, and you're you gonna, know, not, not going to get like a pygmy goat. No. <laughs> you know, you, I mean, but you certainly could. See, and that's the thing. <clears throat> that's the thing about a lot of the stuff that's out there on the Internet. Um, what I'm seeing is that um, there's, there's a very broad spectrum of people that want that want to have pack goats. Mm-hmm. Um, right now the focus, uh, what I see on like the YouTubes and stuff, it's mainly guys that want to use goats for hunting purposes. Yeah. Okay. Which is great. But those goats don't necessarily have to fit the bill of, of, of just like your casual hiker. So, you know, they're, they're promoting and selling goats that are freaking huge. Um, they've, they've bred them to standard Pacifics for pack, uh, specifics for pack goats. And so they're. They might be more goat than the average person would want if you just, let's say, let's say your family enjoys hiking into some of the high lakes to do fishing in the summer yeah. in the wilderness, right? Okay. And, you, and you want to pack in your camp gear, right? You don't need a 300-pound goat to do it. Oh, yeah, it's a huge goat. You, you don't need that. A Shrek is like, a, what do you say, is 180? Yeah, I was I mean, thinking smaller than that. Yeah, maybe, it, maybe 180. Yeah, he, they they are different than like a deer. Like if he, he doesn't look like a, a deer, you'd think, well, God, 150 pound blacktail is bigger than him. He's probably more dense. Yeah, he's a lot more dense and he's shorter than that deer is. But that deer has legs like this big. Shrek's legs are that big. Okay. I mean, so they're they're a lot stouter. But that goat will walk anywhere, huh. you know, and 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 you have complete and total control, and he'll be able to pack plenty of gear. You know, so how much weight are we talking about for a good size goat? Uh, 45 to 50 pounds. I think you could put on your giant ones, 35 to 40 on pretty much any goat I have. Really? You know, and that's talking, you know, you're not going to want to push them too far, but if 12, 15 miles. Really? Yeah. So if I'm maybe like a, just going out solo for elk, mm-hmm. I pack five goats with me. Six to seven, you could pack the whole thing out, and the only thing you'd have to We're carry is elk. a head. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm talking elk automatically. You went, you went straight there too, right? To elk, so you you need seven goats, and now you just got that whole elk out, yeah, in one trip, one trip, and all you had to do is pack the head. Seriously, mm-hmm. and that's that. Can, for a lot of guys, that means going farther. That means I can stay probably longer because mm-hmm. I'm packing gear in there. I am not worried about ruining the meat, probably. No. Because I'm going to get it all out in one trip. Right. I mean, that's a, pretty much a game changer. It's a game changer. And it, the reason I really started getting into it, too, I mean, I'm 47 years old. And my goal was by the time I'm 50, I want a solid string. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that I can still, uh, my, my kid likes that high cascade hunt. She's mm-hmm. always loved it. And we've had a lot of success, but I'm not getting any younger. And it's not an easy hunt. No. Nope. And there's a lot of climbs and, and you got to go in, you got to beat that other guy. You know, and you got to get in there. And um, the older I get, the the harder it is coming out with them. It's not getting in there. It's coming out with them. So I just thought, man, you know, I already have these goats. Um, 
maybe I can use them. And I started talking to guys that, that have pack goats and they're like, ah, you know, they're junk goats. They're not this, they're not that. I don't believe that's true. I believe that any goat has the potential if you know what to look for. There's a lot of things that you need to look for when purchasing a goat. Obviously, breed specifics are huge. Yeah. Most of them are large breed dairy goats. Um, the vast majority are alpines or crosses of that variety. I love a cross. I love a crossbred goat. Why? Um, I don't really like the alpine goats. They have a lot of attitude. Okay. They just do. They're just kind of kind of shitty a lot of times but when you cross them with something like an oberhasley or a la mancha those are really sweet natured sonnens those white ones really sweet natured easy going goats uh-huh. you have a tendency to get that easy going goat with that hybrid vigor of a big alpine um you, you know now you've crossed it and now you've got so, so a lot of times they're even bigger just doing that cross it'll it'll make the goat a little bit bigger and um and you can you can offset that attitude a little bit okay like i don't i think i have i have one goat that's a purebred goat really the rest of them are all crosses of la mancha is my favorite those are the ones with no ears like shrek okay they have no ears yeah, yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. and they're i have well he's a ober la mancha cross ober hasley la mancha cross so um Dubs is a son in La Mancha. So he's, you know, that's why he's white because all sonnens are white. So, um, and you can see he's huge. I mean, he's just a yearling. (laughs) That goat is giant. Yeah. He was, you know, he's just a baby. That's crazy. So, and he's, uh, he's easily as, as big as Shrek, maybe not quite as wide and dense yet because he's not mature, mm-hmm. but he's taller by two inches and dang near as wide. And I'm guessing that goat will probably go 225 to 240 Jeez. pounds when he's full grown, <laughs> you know? So let's, uh, let's get into who would be a good candidate for, for getting a string of goats. Um, what's it take property wise cost per month? What are we looking at there? Um, you know, it, I have uh, almost eight acres, and I keep my goats to one animal per acre. But I'm doing that for myself and for my goats' best health, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I have the ability to rotate pastures, which is huge. So if I keep them here for two, three months, and then I rotate them to another one, it does two things. Since I have three... Um, it allows regrowth. It allows us to regenerate and never gets just turned into a dirt lot, but it also helps, uh, with, um, parasite preventative Okay. because, you know, they're not eating where they're crapping and stuff all the time. Um, you know, you want to have some browse. Um, one of the things I learned early on is that when you feed your goats, you want to feed them up off the ground. You don't throw their hay on the ground because they're going to step on it. And when they step on it, they're they've been stepping in crap and they're contaminating yeah. it and you will have to worm them. And if you have to worm them very often, they will, uh, the, the worms will become resistant to whatever you're using. That's not good. Mm-hmm. You know, I've wormed my goats probably twice. Hmm. That says a lot, you know, I mean, they're in good health. Okay. I see so, for, for a guy that knows nothing about goats. That's right. not very much. That's not very much. What, what would you be know? your average? Well, I, I don't, 
I won't warm them unless I know that they, they have a problem. Okay. And so, and you can tell that by looking at eyelids and, and just, and they're the way they act, their coat, there's lots of things and parasites come in all kinds of ways. There's internal parasites, there's external parasites, right? Mm -hmm. I've never had a problem with lice. Lots of people have problems with lice. Um, but I think, uh, with goats, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure thing. It really comes true. Mm -hmm. um, I clean their stall once a week, and when I do, I actually use like a um, an insecticide um, that's not harmful. It's basically like a, a citronella-based type deal. Okay. And I spray it on the floor. Any critters, any of them bugs that are in there don't want to be in there no more. And then I use cedar um, in there to help, and mm -hmm. I've just never had a problem. Hmm. Um, so I just try and make sure they're the epitome of health because you're asking a lot out of them. So you're going to say you need a few, at least a few acres. Well, preferably. you know, there's one guy that has 12 goats on an acre. Okay. I mean, but he's probably working it harder than, you know, prevent all those preventative measures that you're talking about. He's probably got to do that a little bit more. I would think yes. Yeah. And, and you're, you're feeding them. You don't have any extra supplemental feed. You're feeding them, which goats still aren't that expensive to feed. I mean, I probably spend, dude, and I feed them a lot of stuff. I mean, I feed them chaff, hay, alfalfa, and grain. Up until a certain age, they get grain. I, I'm probably under $100 a month That's for insane. seven goats. That seems cheap to me. It's pretty cheap. Yeah. It really and is. And when you're packing, I pay, you know, a hundred bucks a month to not have to pack out an elk 12 miles. <laughs> well, know? yeah. That's just not, I mean, I, it, it's, it's part of the journey, but man, it is not fun. I mean, anybody that says that 120 pound pack that far is fun is, is smoking something. Well, yeah. And, and there's, it's not just about hunting too. I mean, hunting is for me, that's what it's about. Right. Right. But it's also about, uh, Jen and I want to go camp at a high lake. We don't have to pack our camp in hmm. we just got to pack ourselves in um tons of benefits with them mm -hmm. if you have a doe that's in milk well you've got fresh milk at camp hmm. you know you're not going to pack no weight on her you want to make sure udders aren't so big and full that they're dragging the ground yeah but you can take one in there I for never that i even thought about um, that so goats meat milk cheese uh soap there's a million things that i, I mean a goat is the most versatile livestock animal on the planet. Mm -hmm. And I'll argue it with anybody because they just are. So you let's know? go over that. Why would somebody want to use uh, talking hunt? Mm -hmm. Why would somebody want to use a goat over a mule or a horse? What would be the benefits there? And well, what would be the drawbacks? For start, the, Honestly, the, the, for starters, benefits-wise, um, the shit show that, that can go on. Uh, you know, if you've ever been around horses or mules, they, <laughs> I'll tell you what. They got, they're going to do what they want to do. And most humans aren't going to be able to control them. Um, especially if you don't have any knowledge of them. Right. But you know, uh, a horse falls down, gets hung up in something, man, they're kicking and flailing and flipping the frick out. And you can't even hardly get in there without getting hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, if something bad happens on a horse, either you're getting hurt or he's getting hurt. And you've heard the horror stories on anybody that's ever packed them into the wilderness. Almost everybody that's done it a lot mm -hmm. has had an experience where they got hurt or the horse didn't come out, mm -hmm. you know, whether it broke its leg or who knows what, um, 
I've had goats completely turtle backed upside down, all four legs in the air. And they look at me like, are you going to come over here and help me get up? <laughs> they don't try and hurt you. They don't try really? and freak out. Um, I don't have to lead them. I don't have to pack feed in, which is great because it, the beginning of any trailhead if you've ever hiked in the wilderness if you're packing in you have to have specific type feed to take in because they don't want um they don't want you taking in something unnatural into the wilderness like an invasive species that's it yeah. right yeah. so not a problem because i'm not packing nothing if they want to eat they'll figure it out and they will figure it out is there any risk to the animals from goats to like disease like like a sheep to a like to a sheep to a bighorn that's a great question because it's coming up quite a bit and they're starting to lock or shut pe uh, goat packers out of certain areas really? with bighorn sheep. There's a, uh, a disease called Movi and it's, um, I mean, from what I can gather, it's some type of pneumonia that is in domestic livestock, but it's also in wild populations. Uh, the most recent thing Alaska found movi in some of their sheep mm -hmm. and they freaked out wild sheep you know, wild sheep okay and i would have too yeah and so they tested tons of <clears throat> of domestic livestock around it they found two cases of movi in domestic livestock hmm. the odd thing was is it was a completely different strain so like their carriers or I don't think they really know yet. Now, I have a friend who is a, uh, she, she's very educated. She is a um, a neurologist in Portland. And so I asked her about that. And she said that strains can mutate. So while it's very possible that this is just a wild strain that they, that they carry and mm -hmm. they have, um, that just is now rearing its ugly head, it's mm -hmm. also possible that, she says doubtful, but possible that they got it from a domestic and that it just mutated. Okay. So, man, I don't really know all of that. And I would hope to God that, that, that it is an impossibility. I mean, I, I would never want to get a wild sheep population sick off of my Right. Guts. No one would. Um, but there are things you do have to, you should have them tested. There are certain things you have to have them tested for. Um, one of the, the goats I just recently got, um, I showed you a picture of him tonight, the big mm -hmm. sucker. He's, yeah. Now, he came from a guy in Washington who had his whole herd tested for Movi and it all tested negative. So I already know that he came to me without it. Okay. I've never had any of my other goats tested for Movi, but I know they don't have it because I had them tested for everything else and they're in perfect health. Mm -hmm. So unless something came up, it's, they probably don't have Movi, right? So I'm not too worried about it. Problem is, where are we? They're locking us out. They're they're locking goat packers out of certain places. The Shoshone, they just had a big deal. Um, Shoshone National Forest there, and they wanted goat packers to stay out of certain areas where the bighorns are. Mm -hmm. I kind of get it, mm -hmm. um, and I understand it, especially if there's a possibility of it. But they... They based it without facts, and that's the big thing. You you gotta know for a fact that that's what it's coming from. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that there's a lot to be learned there, and and I think that um, 
the NAPGA uh, National uh, Pack Goat Association, they're they're really huge. Um, I'm a member. Hmm. Um, the money goes to fight things like that um, because they get pretty upset when you just say, hey, you can't come in here because your goats might make these sheep sick. Well, mm -hmm. okay, well, you got to prove it to us first. Mm -hmm. You can't just lock us out without really you know without showing us proof that th their illnesses came from our goats or whatever so they're really good at that and standing up because basically they're locking us out of public land right well is uh you know you're seeing domestic animals now are horses and mules part of that or is it just the goats well i don't think that the horses and mules carry that to carry a disease that's contractable to other that can spread. Oh, and, okay. and what they haven't been able to prove is whether or not a domestic goat or sheep can spread it to wild. Hmm. I'm sure they can. I, I, I mean, common sense tells you that, well, if they have diseases that are similar, it's probably likely that they could, You'd but think. if you have your critters tested, Mm -hmm. you know, then you should be good to go. And you should have them tested. Right. I mean, you should. It seems like the responsible thing to do. Absolutely. Like, why would you want to take your animals into somewhere where you have something, it's a once-in-a-lifetime tag, you're taking it, and you're going to potentially really hurt the population? I, I right. think, you know, yeah, have them, have them tested and that they're clean. I mean, I wouldn't see anything right. wrong with it. I mean, maybe the rams would get your goat sick. I mean, you never know. You don't. You don't it, know. It could be either way. But most of those diseases, here's the other thing that they throw up, is that they have to have contact. Oh. I, I, I'm pretty sure bighorn sheep's not going to come, you know, make out with one of my goats. <laughs> I just know they're not going to. Well, the, I, what, from what I've heard is uh, some of these things can be carried in, like, the poop. And so if they're feeding and eating in the same areas, that could be possible. But, yeah, as far as them kissing each other, that's not going to happen. I would be I mean, shocked that another animal is going to pick up a goat pellet. Very. I would be shocked. I don't I don't think that's possible that way. Okay. I, 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 you know, what What I do believe is that the, the, the disease can be tr transmissible because it's the similarities. What I don't believe is that you ever have a chance in hell of these things touching faces. And I don't think they're going to eat their each other's poop. Okay. <laughs> I just don't think they're going to do it. Right. Okay. So um, other benefits to goats over horses and, and mules. Yeah. Um, they're a lot less damaging to, to, to just, I mean, okay, we can't ride a bicycle in the wilderness, right? Right. I mean, you can't, or any motorized anything. Right. right? Well, a horse got some weight and they'd tear up the trails. I'm not saying they'd decimate the trails and i am not an anti-horse packer man i want those guys to be able to do it too right, right? because if i go against them well then they're going to be against me i want everybody to be able to do what they want right right but they're less obtrusive that way i mean they're just like a deer they they really are they're not going to tear up the landscape you're not going to be in there long enough that they're routing out trails right you know right. um they're just way more low impact I like that. You know, way more. And I like not having to bring your own feed in there. That, to oh, me, yeah. is really appealing. Oh, it's huge. Um, how often would you, you – you kind of touched on it earlier. Like, so if you're packing in, let's say, 10 miles, watering, how does that look like? I don't, they probably wouldn't need it if they didn't want it. I, really? But I, they, they, you think they'd find it on their own? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, you're going to cross. I mean, they can drink out of any stream you cross. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to pack your water in, right? I'm assuming you wouldn't. I, a, a I little pack bit, it, but, you know, right. that's about it. You to know. get in, less, but I have a sure, pump. For sure, less than a gallon, I'll tell you that. Like, right. Probably a water bottle or two. But you have a pump, right? So you yeah. just pump out any creek you want. Well, yeah. While you're I, pumping, they're probably going to be right next to you drinking if they need a drink. Makes sense. I was talking to a couple uh, down in Arizona. It was really interesting. They have pack goats, and they... I can't remember where they were, but they were in the desert and they made a trip. It was like a five day trip mm-hmm. with their goats and their goats never drank water the Seriously. whole time. And I'm like, I don't know. Did they crazy. even live? And they just didn't want it. That's the camel coming out of them. That's the camel <laughs> right there. You know, they got, they got a hidden hump in there somewhere. I don't know, <laughs> right. but it just, it kind of blew me away. That is impressive. And I think there's a lot of things about goats that people don't really know. Um, you know, it's just they just don't know yet. It's funny. I talked to some veterinarians, um, and I find that, I mean, and I haven't talked to them all, and I'm sure there's one that, that's really good at it, but most of them don't know more than I do. Really? Which I think is kind of sad. Um, you know, they just don't. It's not, they're not, most people have a goat, they're 4-H, they're breeding dairy goats for a purpose, or they're a brush goat. And they just get thrown out in the back 40 and, right. you know, either they make it or maybe a cat eats them or who knows what, you know, oh, he's out there somewhere. They end up on the right. face of the Callahans. Who knows? <laughs> you know, you never know. Right. Um, and my goats are not like that. They're spoiled little brats. And, um, and I've really focused heavily on nutrition and paying attention to nutrition for them because I'm asking a lot out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of shocked by the overall response. I posted something on a, on a Facebook page and the people just were like, Oh my God, look at your goats are in such great shape. And Mm -hmm. I didn't really even realize that, you know, I didn't know Mm -hmm. because I'm not really paying attention to what other people's goats look like, but they are in great shape. Their coats are, they're just oily and slick and they're gorgeous and, and they're, they're muscle. You know, they're they're really stout, good shaped goats. When I first start with any goat, they struggle to keep up with you. Which you're thinking, gosh, you know, mm. a goat should be able to whip me. Right. But after a while, then they don't got no problems, and mm. you might even have to work a little harder to keep up with them. So uh, <laughs> you posted some photos online of mm-hmm. you going out and, and practicing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got these like mount systems on them and stuff. Uh, How's that even work? And you make that stuff? Uh, so, yeah. Th- so they make, there's there's a host of different saddles out there. And that this is great that we're having this podcast because pretty soon I'm going to have my own YouTube deal up and I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to show, I'm going to show basically product review. Yeah. And I'm going to show people the difference in different types of saddles, what I like about them, what I don't like about them. I'm going to be brutally honest, and it might upset some people, but you know what? It's okay. Um, I, they're, they're progressing in new packs, mm-hmm. and I still think they're missing the boat. I, they, they have not made the ultimate pack saddle for a goat yet. Okay. I have an idea. Um I've actually talked to a company. They mm-hmm. didn't show a whole lot of interest, so I'm trying now to find other people um, because, honestly, I just don't have the, the money to, to spearhead it. Uh-huh. I mean, um, my idea, I need to find somebody that's already kind of in that business to take my idea and make it come to fruition. Hmm. And I know it's the ultimate pack. I know it's going to change the game for anybody that wants to use uh, pack goats for hunting. Okay. So... 
but yes, they, they basically, um, for years, it's been the industry standard that you would see on a mule or anything else, the, the wooden cross buck with the pad and, okay. and then you hang the panniers off of that. Okay. And, and it's great. Uh, they're, they're great systems. There are several companies out there that make them. I own one of just about everything out there. There's a couple I don't have. Um, maybe because they're really new and one of them, it's kind of hard to, I don't know how to get a hold of them. I need to get a hold of them because I really want to try one. Mm -hmm. But um, what I did was I ordered a, a couple, and then my brother-in-law in the Midwest, he's he's really good at um, at woodworking. So I mm. sent him one and said, "Can you build me some of these?" And he knocked them out, and he made just picture perfect replicas so now you know you just got to screw them together and then you build the pads and you can build your own you can build your own mm -hmm. um well you do your own leather work is that part of any uh the equation there well you know so i should jen does a lot of okay. the leather pillows <laughs> and jen does the bear rugging and, and right, it, right. you know so jenlin <laughs> is 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 uh she is a whiz on a sewing machine which is pretty rare in this day and age, especially for a gal her age. I mean, not a lot of people, you know, you expect the older generation to know that. But right. There's pretty much not anything that she can't do on a sewing machine. And it's it's amazing, too, because I'll come up with this idea like, man, wouldn't it be cool if we could do this? And she's like, oh, we could totally do it. Really? And I'm like, no way. And she's <laughs> like, if you can draw this or do that, then I'll make it happen. And she does. Hmm. So it's been really cool that way. So yeah, we can make our own panniers, um, which saves you a bundle, mm. um, and and it allows you to either tweak a design that's already kind of there, or kind of make it your own, or make it uh, more functional for you or your goats. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things I've noticed is like everybody with pack goats is somewhere over east. They're in more open terrain. And they talk about their goats uh, doing this and not doing that. And I kind of sit back and think, gee whiz, I don't know if their goats would be able to hang with my goats. Because <laughs> these guys are Pacific Northwest pack goats. That's yeah. what they are. They're in the rainforest over here on the coast range. Right. Um, a lot of times I'm going through timber, I look back, I can't even see my goats. That's how deep it is in there. Mm -hmm. But they're there. You can hear them busting through the brush. They're coming. They'll find their way around. Um, <laughs> I go through stuff where they kind of look at me like, I'm not going that way. And they'll figure out another way. Really? And, and they're just, they're pretty amazing. And, you know, the gear, the gear that's out there, it, it works, but it's a little obtrusive for some of this. The crossbucks, they're, they're running into stuff a lot, you know. I, can I mean, see that. They, they get hung up on it. And, and goats are smart. They're not stupid. They're going to get hung up when they're young, but they're going to figure out, oh, well, I got this thing on, so I can't really go through some of these spots. Hmm. What I want to do is, is get this saddle that I have in mind built because it's going to prevent a lot of that hang up. It's going to be sleeker, slimmer, closer fitting, hmm. even more so than what one of the most recent ones put out there. There's a guy by the name of Mark Warnke. He's probably now the, the leading guy on YouTube with pack goats. He's mm -hmm. done a lot of it and he, he's very knowledgeable. And, um, he came up with a design that, um, 
you know, it's aluminum and the crossbucks sit a little bit lower profile off to the side more, not right over their back. It looks like a really cool pack. Um, it's still really ri rigid and it still has crossbucks on it. Mm -hmm. So there's still potential to hang up and just like wood, it's not going to give. So when it grabs something, it's going to stop the goat Makes and sense. he's going to have to go around. So I'm looking at ways to not have that crossbuck on there at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got it. It's there. It's and, and it's doable. It's just finding somebody to, that that's willing to do it. Okay. Um, I don't know how big the market is. So that's a, that's a tough thing when you're approaching somebody with an idea, you know, well, how cheap can you make this, you know, and, and how big is the market? Cause a lot of those guys don't want to dabble with stuff like that, you know? Right. Um, right. It would be cheaper to do it the way he's done it, you know, with aluminum and wood. It, heck yeah, it's cheaper. Um, but you're not reaching the ultimate pack saddle. It's it's just not there yet. Hmm. And so it sounds like you're kind of working your way into getting into the goat biz. I, you know, yeah, a little bit. I don't know that I'll ever go into like the breeding of pack goats because, boy, you know. I've, I've got a pretty full plate as it is. <laughs> right. And so that yeah, would, you do. that would be kind of tough, but I have some ideas and I do have enough time to really work goats. Um, I guess my idea is obviously build my own string. So I, I have mm -hmm. them at my leisure to use. Um, what I'd also like to do is, is maybe sell goats that are no longer prospects. I know they're going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know that a, a person's going to have a useful goat out of that. So you would be purchasing an older goat that has already been trained. Mm -hmm. He's already been through the ringer. And, you know, it's kind of a turnkey deal. Here's your goat. He's ready to go. Really? Um, I think that I think that might be a better um, a better route for me to go than the breeding. Hmm. Um, or the accessory route like you're talking about. You got that. Sure. Or that idea, both, you yeah, know, maybe yeah. both. Um, also, I think that people, you know, if you're really going to think about getting into pack goats, you got to really be careful because, you, you know, um, I'll tell you right now, you don't want to get too close to them because some of them aren't going to work out. Mm -hmm. They're just not. Um, and, and it costs just as much to feed one that doesn't do what you want it to as it does ones you that does right so i've had goats that that they're gone they're down the road I, if a goat lays down on me if he if he flops on me when i'm out he's gone hmm. i don't i don't do it i mean i don't know about other people but if he gets that tired that quick i don't have any use for him you know he's not gonna work out i do not like a goat that's not that just thinks oh well i can just lay down here screw them. <laughs> that that doesn't work for me huh. and so I've sent a few down the road, you know, sold them cheap. I don't, I don't even know what's happened to them. doesn't matter. Um, I just kind of, so I kind of don't get too close to them anymore mm -hmm. until I know what, like, I don't know if you remember donkey. So I have Shrek and donkey. It's kind of funny, but he's the one. blue healer looking one. Okay. Okay. So he's kind of that blue colored and white. Uh -huh. He's not very big. Um, most guys would probably overlook him in a heartbeat and he's that that's not a pack goat. I'm not taking him, but I'm going to tell you <laughs> something. I have had that goat to where he could barely lift his hooves 
he's just dragging that tired. And, you know, his mind is somewhere else. Hmm. He just follows. Really? Head down, just follows. There's a value to that goat. Heart, yeah. Yeah, he's got a lot of heart. I may never be able to put 30, I may only be able to put 25 pounds on him, (laughs) you know. Um, But I'm not getting rid of that goat because he'll never quit. And he's uh, very athletic and very agile and goes places those other ones won't. Hmm. So he'd be a great deer hunting goat. Hmm. I mean, he's a goat. I guarantee you he's one of them going when I'm taking him deer hunting. Mm -hmm. He's going to be one of my goats because if I have to traverse bluffy stuff or whatever, don't even got to worry about him. He's right there. Really? And I've got two goats like that. Fox, the black and white one. He's the other one. He's just not very big, but, uh, man, those things are incredible. Mm-hmm. They're just of what they can do and where they'll go and, and their willingness to go. And Fox is, he he's like slowly but surely becoming one of my favorites because <laughs> you can just, you can do no wrong with that goat. If I walk up there and just get him in a bear hug, mm-hmm. I can touch him wherever I want. I can hold him and do whatever I want, and he just doesn't care. And uh, I have a picture. I, I need to post it. The other day I was out there filling up their water thing, and I was like, you know, goats are notorious for hating water. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, again, mine are Western Oregon goats, mm-hmm. so they better suck it up because we get a little bit of water around here. Right. <laughs> you know. So I just thought, I wonder how sketchy he really is about water. A lot of these people train their pack goats with uh, squirt bottles. It's a spray bottles, you know, if it's a correction thing, if they don't want them in the camp, they spray them in the face, get out of here, you know? <laughs> and so I just thought, well, I wonder, cause Fox is one of those that I see out in the rain a lot. Hmm. So I just thought, well, I got the hose right here. So I turn it on and I just start spraying him and he just stands there and looks at me. <laughs> and before long, this goat is completely soaked and he just stood there and loved it like, oh, you know, I just, so squirt bottling will work on Fox. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not. So a rolled up newspaper, or um, something. <laughs> which makes me feel good about my goats because they are not afraid of the rain. Yeah. They're not afraid of water. Uh, they'll, they'll cross, they'll walk in it. They'll do what, if I go there, they'll usually go. I mean, there are times where they're not too keen on it. So they'll find themselves a different route to catch up to you. Okay. You know, um, yeah. but I never worry about them not coming. Hmm. You know, they're they're always right behind me somewhere. Hmm. So, how long of a, of a of a span will you get out of the goat? That's a great question. So, you know, goats generally when you get a goat, they're somewhere between three and four months old. Okay. You know, they're weaned now, and mm-hmm. so now you have this baby goat that doesn't really know anything, and um, you're going to spend the next three years preparing him to become a pack goat which means you know you're not really going to put any weight on this goat you'll you'll ruin him if you just you know like dubs he's a big old goat and he's just Mm -hmm. a yearling and you think fire i can put 30 pounds on him no problem right Mm -hmm. you could and he could do it Mm -hmm. but if you did it a lot you're going to wreck him so so? uh, it just they're they're not they're skeletal structure's not mature enough their joints and stuff all that you know it's it's weight you know it'd be like taking your seven-year-old out and putting an l cam on him every weekend oh you know wow. yeah here you go buddy mm-hmm. you know um I, I don't think that's healthy 
Hmm. You know, I really don't. And, and guys tell you, don't do it. You'll wreck your goat. You'll break him down. And by the time he's of mature age, he won't be any good. Hmm. Um, I'm a little, you know, a lot of guys, they, they have uh, what they call a kid pack. And I have one. And um, really, it's kind of a joke. You know, they, they put them on, they, they'll, they're a year old and they got this little lightweight pack. It doesn't weigh anything. You know, we'll put bubble wrap in it. And we'll do this and that to puff up the pan ears and make them feel like they're doing something. My goats, <laughs> when they're a year old and a and hundred pounds, hundred plus pounds, because most of them are by the time they're a year old, I put um, a, a crossbuck saddle on them. It, mm. it, the, the whole rigging weighs about seven pounds. And that doesn't seem like that much. It's not that much. And, and they wear it and they're using it and that's what they get. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't care. I haven't seen any, any damaging things to it. Mm -hmm. It, it doesn't just get them used to wearing a pack. It gets them used to wearing a pack and there's actual weight there. Cause the first time they wear it, you're going to wear them out. It's going to be a lot to them. Hmm. It doesn't seem like it, but it is. Okay. And I've noticed it. So, you know, you keep your hike shorter, you know, you don't, don't walk them 15 miles, just do four or five. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, is, um, a lot of the pack goats that you'll see and you'll watch they're, uh, they're on trails, they're, they're on trails going into the wilderness and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, my goats don't get a trail. Oh. If they get a trail, it's a deer trail. Huh. Uh, they go up they go down it's nasty it's not it's whatever wherever i want to go i take them hmm. um because you're probably not going to kill a roosevelt elk on some piss flat trail right you know it's going to be in some nasty hole and it's going to be hard it's hard for us it's going to be hard for that goat too so i want them to get used to the terrain that they're going to be in and know that we could be going anywhere hmm. it, it, i don't know where we're going I don't know where it's going to be, but it could be anywhere. And, and they have, and I want them used to it with some, some weight. Now Shrek is old enough. Now I can start putting some weight on him. I could probably put 20 pounds on him and walk mm. him pretty good. And I do, he, he, he carries more than anybody else. Cause he's the oldest. Mm. Um, it's just a kind of a slow progression. So you have to be patient. I mean, you're not going to, you know, unless you're buying, uh, you, you know, adult goats that are, that have already proven to do it, you're not going to just be going right out there and pack them with you're goats. Three years out. You're three years out. Wow. Mm -hmm. huh. And they'll probably pack until they're 10. And how much training does that take? How often are you getting out there walking them? Well, you know, I try and do once a week. Um, I do. Okay. Um, I'm busy this time of year and it's just doesn't always work out that way and you know i mean i try and do more than that um when i can't in the summer when it's lighter longer i'll i'll step it up to three times a week i might do two miles one day six miles one day two miles three miles mm -hmm. four miles i try and you know i do what i can with them um we've kind of been on a break because uh, as you know dubs got cut and damn near bled to death. Yeah, and, I remember you telling me about that. You know, I just couldn't risk taking him out there, and he steps over a log and opens that thing up again, and I'm, you know, eight miles from the house because mm -hmm. he ain't going to make it. Mm -hmm. And so he's kind of been on injured reserve there for a while, and he's, mm -hmm. he's, he's normal now, and I know I can take him out. But we also got those two new ones, and they um, – 
I want to take them out really bad, but they're still really young and they've recently been banded, you know, oh. so <laughs> I'm waiting for those things to drop off because mm-hmm. you don't want to snag them when you're out there and then have another problem Yeah, because I've had that problem too. Hmm. Um, and I think that's another thing that that's a great thing for people to know about goats. Um, brush up on your goat husbandry. Know everything you're going to need and have it on hand, you know, for whatever the possibilities are. Um, goats, you know, when they get sick, they don't do very well. Um, I don't know why they're just, if they're sick, they're not very tough and they can die on you pretty quick. Really? You can have a healthy goat one day, go out there. God, he's off his feet. He's a little bit weird. And the next morning he's dead because you didn't act. You didn't figure it out. You didn't give him what he needed right then and there Uh to get him back on track. So, um, study up on that. I think before you ever even get a goat and have those materials on hand at the house. So you, you, you know, you've got it, it's there and you can, you know, you can administer any kind of medication you might have to, um, you know, this, this sucker just, uh, barely, st- I mean, the cut was like a half inch, mm-hmm. it's tiny, but it went so deep that it hit an artery and he, when we got home, we weren't home when it happened. We pull up, Jen's like, Oh my God, look at dubs. And I mean, he just, Honestly, I've been around a lot of critters, and I don't think I've ever seen a critter with that much blood on him and still alive. So I was shocked. And so we got him down in the yard. We rinsed him off with the hose. I knew I took him down to the ground, and he had a little bit of fight left. So I was like, okay, so we got some time. We just got to figure it out now. Mm -hmm. And I honestly thought his whole chest was cut out. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell because there was so much blood. We get in. I'm like, well, it's not there. Where in the hell is this thing? And then... Um, pretty quick, we're rinsing his legs, and I see it just spray out of. Oh, it, was, it was just below his dew claw, and just sprayed, and I'm like, oh crap, you know. So, luckily, we got it stopped, and we did it all our on our own. I mm. mean, I, I'm kind of one of those advocates. It's still a goat, mm-hmm. you know, and you gotta. Even though I love them, I'm not gonna pay thousands of dollars to get this goat fixed. You know, if I can't do it. You know, and I know it sounds kind of crummy to say that, but right. honestly, you go broke trying to keep this thing healthy, or you can do your due diligence and learn everything you can learn and fix it yourself, hmm. you know? So where are some places that folks can go to get that knowledge? I mean, we're, we're, we're helping you start the, what do you call it? Uh, PNW Pack Goats. PNW Pack Goats in yeah. the, uh, the YouTube page is officially made. It is. Yeah. Thank you. Because hey. this guy is just not very keen on this <laughs> new age good stuff. In, good internet goes a long ways. It, it does, but also <laughs> knowing how to do it. Right. It goes, right. you know, I mean, I'm just lost in a lot of things, but so well, I do appreciate that. Hey, not a problem. So we have you a, uh, a YouTube channel, Pacific Northwest Pack Goats. Um, if you search for it, it might not pull up yet. Right. But um, we're going to be working on getting you some videos up for folks that want to learn the, the pack goat game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then is there any way that they can reach you or do you prefer to just do it through the YouTube right now or, um, you know, right now we'll start that and then, yeah, I will be open to people being able to, you know, get a hold of me and, mm-hmm. and, and if they have questions and stuff. Okay. Um, back to your other question, is there places to go? Yeah. Um, there, there are, websites out there and um there's there's a tons of facebook pages i'm not on all of them 
but there are ones um for for dairy goat breeders that that you know if if you had an instance you can you can get on there and say hey man my goat's this what do i do mm-hmm. um napga there's an napga page uh sometimes there's there's some good information on that on facebook on facebook okay yeah so it's, so it's readily accessible it, it's it's readily accessible yeah um there there's a lot of them out there one of the ones that uh gosh and now i'm gonna lose my train of thought but there's one there's a uh golly i wish i could think of the name i'm gonna i'm just gonna have to get back to it but i went and it's online it's a dot com it's a web address and it's a website and this lady has been doing it for 30 40 years and she in high detail explains different problems that you can have with your goats and how to cure them Hmm. and it was just a plethora of information and i learned a lot off of that Mm -hmm. um feed supplemental feed um diagnosis of things Mm -hmm. um tons of stuff and how to fix it Hmm. and so um i always kind of result back to that if i have an issue but i had an issue with dubs god he's been my problem child (laughs) so you banned a goat um basically it's the way to neuter your goat it's Mm -hmm. it's a way to neuter your goat and it's it it's god it's been around for eons i mean every yeah everybody does it to all kinds of livestock so basically what it is is it's a um for lack of better terms if you could imagine a very heavy duty uh braces rubber band Mm -hmm. or an Mm o-ring um thick and it goes just above their testicles and it it uh you know, basically just, circulation, yeah, basically. cuts, just cuts it off and, it, and right. eventually they just fall off. Right. Okay. So generally that's the way it's supposed to work. No infection, no nothing. Everything's, you know, hunky dory and, and pretty mm-hmm. soon he's neutered. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so dubs, we went to, to get, to call him in for the night one night, he doesn't show up and I'm like, well, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Where is he? Well, Jeep, the little dog, he runs down, he kicks him up, he finds him. Because I, I told him, go get go get the goat, where is he at? So mm-hmm. he brings him up. And I noticed that his he's not doing good, he's pretty sick acting, mm-hmm. and his testicles are way lower than they should be. Mm-hmm. Because when you put that, that band on, you know, initially they'll swell a little bit, mm-hmm. and he's going to waller around and be real sick for the first day or two, and then eventually you know the numbness and it just all goes away and now they start to shrivel up and shrink and eventually they fall off well it was to that flat shrivel shrunk up little piece of tissue there Mm -hmm. but now it's hanging way down but between his legs and there's blood everywhere and i'm thinking what went on Mm -hmm. so obviously he had caught him on something and pulled him down and I freaked out. It's seven o'clock, seven thirty at night. You know, you know where we live. Yeah. This is an after-hours vet call. The closest one I could find was Eugene. I don't know what to do. I'm like, what the hell? So I go on Facebook and I'm and I give him pictures. I have this problem. What can I do? What I got back was, well, this is why we don't band our goats. This is why we only do it this way. This is this. Mm-hmm. Nobody had a solution. And I didn't get on there to hear all this is why we don't because <laughs> right. I got a problem right now. Mm-hmm. So I called a lady who I have a lot of trust in. She's she's low. She's down in um, just south of uh, Canyonville there. And I've purchased a few goats from her and she's pretty knowledgeable. 
And she says, uh, do you have any dental floss? And I'm like, well, yeah, who doesn't? Well, just go up above where that band was and, you know, a couple half hitches and tie it off. Hmm. And, you know, that's what you're going to have to do. So we went a little bit step further. We did do that. Uh, We, you know, pinned him down, Mm -hmm. tied it off. And then we took surgical scissors and actually cut below where we tied it off and got Mm -hmm. rid of that. Mm -hmm. And then just treated it with iodine and and stuff and made sure he was healthy and no harm, no foul. It worked. Mm -hmm. But, you know, most people probably would have loaded him up and took him to the vet. And that would have been a healthy bill. So there's things that you can do. You know, you just need to know, you know, some basic animal husbandry and be able mm-hmm. to administer it. And don't be afraid. I mean, you might lose a goat and you're probably gonna, you know, over the, the I haven't yet, but I'm, it's probably coming, you know, it's going to happen. So, um, that's one reason why I don't buy those $500 goats from back East. These guys that raise these big pack goats that, you know, they want 500 bucks a piece. I, I'm not saying they're not worth it. Mm -hmm. They probably aren't. I don't want to talk anything bad about that. But at the end of the day, he's still a prospect. You don't know if he's going to work out. So I feel a lot more comfortable about spending a hundred bucks on a goat Mm -hmm. that may or may not work out than I do 500. And, you know, they, they still want to sell their product and, and, and I'm, I think their goats are great. And I, I do believe, I do believe in everything they're telling you. They, you know, when they, on these $500 goats, yes, they're bred specifically to be packed goats. Yes. They're all bottle babies, you know, back to the bucket thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause they're not, they produce a lot of goats and they're not bottle feeding each one. They couldn't. Mm-hmm. So I believe all that, but they also don't know what it's going to do yet. It's just a baby. They're selling you a baby. Right. right. So if you do your due diligence and you research, you'll find people that have large goats. Some of them are actually even breeding them pack specific. Hmm. Um, and you're not even going to sniff that price. And you still don't know if he's going to work out. Right. So hmm. you spent less. You've raised him up. You know, by the time they're three years old, it's more than $100 anyway, man. You fed the sucker. You've, 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 purchase saddles and tack for him and mm-hmm. you've and, and you've worked him and your time is worth something mm-hmm. so that that's one thing that uh, i don't think that you have to go there i do think um your average dairy breeder is probably not going to breed what you want hmm. they're just not going to be of size but if you can find someone like this gal down here she's been willing to work with me that's how i got dubs it was kind of like listen i I know you're mainly you, you mainly breed La Manchas, but you have some other goats. Would you be willing to do a cross? Mm-hmm. This with this. That's kind of what I'm looking for, just to see what'll happen. Look at him. Mm-hmm. Look at that sucker. <laughs> He's a giant. Yeah. And she's still willing to work with me. So, hmm. you know, the future, um, the, the the future's pretty open. You know, we, we you hmm. know we'll see. I'd really like to get a rosy down and see what those things can do. Me too. <laughs> I mean, I will. You'll be one of my first phone calls then. <laughs> I will definitely, when I have a good solid string, I will definitely be open to doing that. I mean, That's I cool. I want to see. The, these goats are different than the average because they're, they're in different terrain. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just. So 
you know, that's, and, and that goes back to what I was saying earlier, you know, not, this isn't just for hunters. I mean, there, mm-hmm. there's, there's people that like to go fish and, and just enjoy the wilderness and, and things like that. And, um, don't let age or maybe that, that old achy knee get you down mm-hmm. because you, you only need a couple to pack your camp. You, right. you don't need six or seven. You only need two or three, maybe four, whatever you're willing to deal with and put up with and what you have room for. Mm-hmm. And, and they'll, they'll get you out there. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll do it. And, and they're great pets. Um, you know, none of my goats are noisy which is a huge thing. And that goes back to breeds or certain breeds, you know, and I can cover that. I will cover that in, in my PNW pack goats series and stuff. I will cover that because I can't have a noisy goat. There's nothing like ringing a dinner bell out there where I live (laughs) and I don't want them because sure as hell, if a cat does come to me, he's not going to kill that one that's caterwauling out there. He's going to kill the best one I got. That's Mm -hmm. the way that's going to work. Right. So (laughs) my goats are ultra, ultra quiet. And uh, I've just been lucky, but I, I did breed research and I made sure that I yeah. got ones that I wasn't going to have to worry about that way. So well, that makes sense. sounds like you put a lot of time and effort and energy into this. I have, I mean, I have, and I've been really lucky too, because I've had like, like Lynn, you know, the gal that I got some of the goats from, she's helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Chad, my brother-in-law built all those cross bucks for me. Um, I've, I've had some help, um, but mainly I've had a lot of encouragement, you know, Jen has put up with it. She, she actually kind of put her foot down this year. She's like, listen, we're not getting <laughs> another go. And I was like, you know what? That's It's fair. It's fair yeah. because, you know, I did, it's really hard to get rid of them. Like those two, I, I'd put so much work into them. I didn't really want to sell them off, but I knew that I needed to, in order to get where I need to be. Mm-hmm. So I did, mm-hmm. um, and and I got some pretty solid youngins out of it. Hmm. I think oak, which is the the big chunky sucker that you mm-hmm. saw, I think that he'll probably grow to be the biggest goat I have. Hmm. Um, he is ultra ultra friendly. He really is. I mean, I just before I came out here, I hadn't I, I had some appointments and a bunch of crap. I just had a super busy day, mm-hmm. and. You know, you you called me and told me to, to, to get some stuff gathered up for the other podcast. I'm walking out to the truck, and I'm looking at my ghost. I'm like, I haven't even – I just put him out in the field. That's the only time. i got to go talk to him. Uh-huh. And nobody else wanted to deal with me tonight. They just all kind of stayed out there. But, oh, <laughs> here he comes. That little – he came over to get petted and really? loved on a little bit. And I was like, man, I'm just – I'm really going to like this goat. I can tell I am. He's He's really – you can tell he's special and he's very smart hmm. and he's just a pup. And I, I can't wait to see what the future is with him. Yeah. So, um, they've kind of got me. They kind of got me. I got <laughs> bit by the goat bug, if you will, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And so I'm really interested to see what the future holds with them. Well, you're the first person I know that has, that's dove into this area. And so I'm kind of watching with a keen, keen eye here. I'm like, I want to see, you know, just exactly how does all this work and play out. And I want to see him in action personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, this is, this is not just, do I want to get the good information out there? I'm kind of like keeping it all in the back of my head here because, you know, we've got 22 acres out in Melrose. My folks do, we got mm-hmm. plenty of room for goats out there. And so if I need to maybe get into this goat game, I'm, I'm going to see how it pans out. You know, like, it sounds like you would be definitely a great guy to go off of for this. And, 
in that Pacific. It's not going to be Pacific Northwest pack goats. It's PNW. PNW pack All goats. one word, and then another word pack, another word goats. Mm-hmm. Or is it one word pack goats? I think, you know, I think it's, uh, I think that's how we set it up was PNW pack, pack. Goats. goats yeah right. yeah yeah but if you catch any of my hashtags it's all one obviously it's all on instagram yeah on instagram i'm i'm on instagram at naldo sherpa 71 okay and i how post, do you spell that how do i spell what naldo sherpa naldo sherpa <laughs> n-a-l-d-o okay sherpa just like sherpa is spelled s-h-e-r-p-a uh-huh. and then 71 71 and that's mm-hmm. on instagram that's on instagram and you got your goat stuff on there currently I have some stuff on there. I just post pictures and stuff of, of us, you know, doing some hikes and stuff like that. Cool. Um, you know, obviously, uh, I don't do a whole lot on my personal Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're on NAPGA page, I might, you know, I've posted some videos already on that. Mm-hmm. Um, how I load them into the pickup. Um, mm-hmm. How we feed them at night. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I think just maybe like my barn setup. Mm-hmm. You know, because guys which is like, impressive. I'd like to have a video of that on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and it needs to be because I see people asking all the time, and that's why I posted it on the page. You know, I did the video for the the Facebook page. You know, how do, how do I do this, man? They're running them off. You know, the bigger goats are kicking the little ones' butts. Well, <laughs> you know, they're gonna, and it, it's just a pecking order thing, and it's not going to be forever. Mm-hmm. But it is right now, and so to combat that, if you set it up to kind of the way I have, trust me, I went I went through all this, mm-hmm. and I didn't ask anybody. Mm-hmm. I was just I'd look at Jen, I'm like, how, you know, <laughs> these two are the only ones eating. Mm-hmm. They're they're literally trying to kill anybody else. She's like, I don't know, and I'm like, well, what if we tied them to the wall? <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. So you know, we went down to the co-op. We found those little buckets you can hang on two by fours, and I built it all, mm-hmm. and it worked. And I'm like, ha, yeah, God, isn't this so much more pleasurable? Mm-hmm. You know, and so, and then there's things that I have learned from other people too, like um, my hay feeders. They're not my design. I, I saw somebody else, hey, man, you build them like this, and it allows everybody to eat, you know. Mm-hmm. Even if this guy wants to be a dick, mm-hmm. you know, this guy will run over here <laughs> and still be able to eat. And, yeah. and you know, and it works. So um, playgrounds, you know, that, that's something very important for just your, your, your goat's uh, mental health, hmm. you know. They don't want a flat yard. They need to be able to climb up on stuff and jump on stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I built a playground in, in one of the fields that I don't know if it was there the last time you were out, but I don't I, think it was, but I built one. <laughs> and then on the creek, down along the Creek, I've obviously, I've dumped trees and left them mm-hmm. just so they, that one is perfect. goes right across the Creek. They can walk and traverse and learn how to walk across logs. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a realistic playground. And, um, that's pretty cool. And the playground I built there in the pasture, it, it, it basically was out of stuff that I just had laying around. I went down to um, uh, the tire center down here off of Diamond Lake. Oh, tire pros? Um, no, the uh, Lauren Young. Lauren Young, okay. And so I said, hey, man, you guys got any old tires that you just throw away? Yeah, I'm going to take them. What, what do you want them got for? got four down by my garage you can have. <laughs> I went and buried those things. They're perfect. They jump up on them. They play. Oh, they, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, I just buried them standing up like they'd be sitting on the rig, you know? Yeah. And, and I just thought, well, that was cheap. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, a little bit of digging and there you go. You got an instant goat playground. So you, huh. they're really not expensive. The most expensive part is going to be your tack. 
Um, we, we've done okay because we can build it, right? Mm-hmm. Or Chad's built some of it and we can build the rest. So mm-hmm. um, that's going to be your biggest investment, mm-hmm. I think, other than time. Okay. So um, I think it's, I think it's great. It's, it's virtual. It's very small in, in, in our state. There's not a lot of people. Right. Like when you become a member on, of NAPGA, they give you a, they show you like they have a little map with these little dots where everybody is. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, there's nobody in Oregon. Really? But as soon as you get a little bit east of Oregon, Idaho, Wyoming, yeah. Montana, man, there's just, there's lots of guys out there mm-hmm. doing it. I don't know how much they do it. I don't think there's a ton of guys that are really die hard at it. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of room to grow. Um, I think that um, people, you, you can get bit by them pretty easy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they would always, now that I've done all the research beforehand, I already knew that goats were for me over any other pack animal. Mm-hmm. You can have your llamas, you can have your alpacas, you can have all of them. I'm not dealing with their attitude. Uh I'm not dealing with any of that. I have to pack them in and feed them. And most importantly for me was the leading them. Um, Anytime you're leading an animal, I don't care who you are, how big and tough you think you are. Those critters are stronger than you. They're bigger. They're going to (laughs) jerk you right off your feet if they want to. Right. So the fact that I don't have to lead a goat Mm -hmm. who is ultimately stronger than you are. They are, they're, they're strong critters. Mm And they'll just follow that. That sold me that. And I don't have to pack feed. Don't have to worry about the water. Yeah. I was like, man, this is the, uh, the, they are the most versatile critter on the planet. I think, right. You know, at least the least the most versatile pack animal. Cause the, all the oh, other yeah. ones you would have to carry the extra stuff for. Them. Yep. So, well, I really appreciate this podcast. Cause I, I know there, like you said, there's a huge room for a, basically a knowledge gap to be filled. Absolutely. And uh, it sounds yeah. like you're going to be the guy to step up and fill that with the, with the YouTube page. I'm going to do my best. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm learning too. Mm-hmm. I, I that's and that's the beauty of it is, is I can I can wholeheartedly come in and say I don't really know squat. Mm-hmm. You know, I I know what I know from what I've learned. Right. But there's so much more to know and I don't think anybody out there really knows it all yet. Mm-hmm. I think there's a ton of stuff to learn and um lots of room for advancement. Mhm. And, um, you know, I, I want to be part of it. I, I just want to be, I really want to be part of that pack goat community mm-hmm. and I want to help other people if they, if they're wanting to get into it and, um, not just with what kind of goat you, you, you know, you should have for, for your specifics mm-hmm. because all of us are different and I don't, I don't want to just be like, Oh, you only need them, you know, to pack for hunting, <laughs> you, you know, I want anybody that thinks they want to have goats and enjoy them to be Mm -hmm. able to use them for for their level you Mm -hmm. know i mean not all of us are are marathon runners right so you might not need to have that goat that's like built like that Mm -hmm. you may be able to get by just fine with something else Hmm. um and then the big thing is 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 just your pack saddle i have an idea that i mean i'm hoping that someone will kind of glom onto it and help me uh produce this thing because i think it will be a game changer hmm. for the future of of i mean i think i have an idea it's 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 not anything new mm-hmm. but it's new to the pack goat world and i think it will you know, it, it just if you're uncomfortable carrying a pack, if you got a crummy pack, let's let's go back to the days real quick of 
of the aluminum pack frame. Oh, yeah. Okay? okay, just for starters, what's one of the things you hated about an aluminum they, pack frame? They hurt. They, they weren't comfortable. Right. And did you notice that every time you had a good heavy load on and you stepped over something, it just want to try and flip you, yeah. turtle back you, right? Yeah. Okay. It's because they're rigid. Mm-hmm. They don't move. They don't move with you. They don't, they're not fluid with a human and so they just don't work very well. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't changed that in the pack goat world, mm-hmm. right? But- in our world, there's so many different packs out on the market now. We, we can go harder, we can go longer, and that weight right. doesn't really feel like that weight. Why aren't we doing that with our pack animals? That's a really good question. Because they're 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 no different. They're they're not rigid little robots. You know, <laughs> they they move fluidly, yeah. um, and and so they need to have something that's super comfortable for them, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're asking a hell of a lot out of this animal. To, to, to pack your you stuff for you. should give them the gear to be capable. Uh, yeah. To, to, uh, and be comfortable, And really. be comfortable, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guarantee you, your dog ain't going to do it. <laughs> you put something heavy on him and it ain't comfortable, he's going to look at you like you're out of your mind. <laughs> you know? So uh, there's room for improvement there, and I want to be part of it because I think I have some great ideas. Mm. Um, I don't have to be the, you know, I don't, I don't really want to be a trendsetter. So you know me. I'm pretty humble about stuff. I don't really yeah, want to. Yeah, but if there's a room for somebody to step up and you're the guy, why not be it? Why not fill that gap? Well, and you just, got the passion and the drive to do it. You got the goats. You got the learning curve going. I mean, I, I, I you just seem like you've, you've really dove into it head first. I have. I, I definitely... Uh, yeah, I did, and, <laughs> and, but I don't regret it, and um, and I'm really glad, and I'm I'm too invested now to to just kind of hang it all up. Yeah. I'll just keep on, and um, I just want people to realize how fun they are, and that you can do it. But with that being said, there there's a commitment, right? You know, they're a critter, and yeah. they're there's there's a, there's a huge commitment. So they're not for everybody, hmm. you know, they, they're, they aren't, you know, obviously, you know, we've talked about it. You, where are you going to put them here? Right. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I don't mean, have a spot here. That'd right. be at my folks. Range, right. So, and so it's doable, but they're, they, again, if, if you're, you know, they're, they kind of tie you down. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the other thing too. You know, a lot of people want to be on the go. Well, you, you still got to feed them. Right. If you ain't taking them, somebody's got to be there to feed them. So, yeah. Right. right. So is there any? Anything else you want to cover before we wrap this up? Man, I don't know. I think we did pretty good. I, I think mean, we did good. I, I mean, uh, I learned more about goats than I ever thought I'd know. <laughs> you might have one next week. I mean, you just I, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Let's just, when we go downstairs, if you say anything about a goat, I'm just – she would get one in, on a whim just to have one. <laughs> just to, I know Anthony's wife wants a mini goat and a mini pig. So, what? But what do you? I mean, so I've been putting the bug in here. A you lot, better be starting pictures, shooting mini critters. Then <laughs> I mean, he be, he better go quail hunting. Oh then. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, thanks again for coming on the show, man. Dude, I really I, do appreciate it. Uh, PNW Pat Goats YouTube and then Naldo Sherpa seventy one. Yeah. On Instagram. On Instagram. And uh, you can already DM them on Instagram. Follow them on or subscribe to them on the YouTube channel and just watch them grow because I'm going to be doing that. I'll be helping them along the way with videos and stuff. And uh, if you guys have any questions, you can email me. You can email uh, direct message Wayne yeah. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be sure to get your questions answered for anybody that wants to get in the Pat Goat game. 
Yeah, man, so. I appreciate you having me on. Hey, it's not been a great. I think fun. we're definitely going to have you on here again here sometime Uh-oh. or another. But uh, <laughs> so, all right, brother. Well, I'll let you get going. It's already pretty late, but uh, thanks for stopping by and everybody listen and i'll see you on the next one all right man thanks all right bye all right guys that's a wrap for episode three thanks wayne for coming on to the show and going over pack goats definitely a wealth of knowledge there and a lot to digest and he is also a resource for you if you want to learn more as well this episode is also brought to you by hunter's hall which is a subscription box full of tons of goodies and new gear and things that will surprise you in the mail monthly that you can use And be sure upon checkout to save yourself some money by using the code OPTENOP10. And that will save you 10% to get that box under 40 bucks a month. And uh, good company. They're expanding. They're growing. They're adding new um, options available for the boxes. And it's just really cool to see what they put in it each month. It's like a nice little surprise to yourself. And you're trying out gear that maybe you haven't heard about that you don't know about that you want to try and uh, you're getting it all at a discounted price just bundled together in a monthly subscription box so check out hunter's hall and be sure to use the code op10 save yourself some money there so thanks everybody for watching this episode another friendly reminder leave me a a five-star review if you think i've earned it and then also if you can enter a comment with it as well to be sure to enter yourself into my next giveaway with onyx maps and uh chances are still good going to be probably one in ten chance of winning so throw your name in the hat leave a review and a uh, comment on itunes get yourself entered so as always guys i will see you on the next one bye